Hello, this is Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. I saw my first show at Once Ballroom in Somerville a few years ago, entering the building wondering if I'd just walked into a bar mitzvah, or as J.J. Gonson first thought when she saw the room for the first time, a high school prom. But on the raised stage, I saw the band Dada. That was only the first time among many. Mostly I was there for the infamous Boston Emissions Rock and Roll Rumble, where the place transformed into a community of music fans and bands who supported each other in the music that Boston is famous for. J.J. Gonson saw the room not as a ballroom, but as an opportunity to share her love of music with the world. That may sound a bit cheesy, but J.J. is all about the music. Starting off as a rock photographer, she is responsible for the Elliott Smith self-titled album cover as well as his Roman Candle album, she eventually began to manage Elliott's band, Heat Miser, and then Elliott himself before he left us all too soon. Once was to become a catering company, but soon morphed into one of the great, unique, independent venues in Boston. COVID hit hard, unfortunately, and Once had to close. But the community JJ worked so hard to pull together through music, well, pulled together to raise money to try and keep Once alive. And while the venue did eventually have to close, she was able to go virtual with the Once virtual venue to give musicians the ability to continue playing for people. It also gave JJ the opportunity to search for another location, which she found at Boynton Yards. I'll let her talk about that. But JJ continues to fight for venues, Boston music, and the musicians that make up this amazing city through her incredible work with Save Our Stages and the National Independent Venue Association. I've talked enough, but suffice it to say that we are all fortunate to have our friend JJ Gonson on our side. So here is my conversation with JJ Gonson, recorded in my apartment in Arlington, Massachusetts. You know, we'll, uh, we'll talk as long as you as you want, and and uh, you know, because I didn't know a lot about you, um, except that you owned once, and then I discovered there's a lot there's a lot more. Because I'm old. To the and people do things. To the JJ Gonson. What you're old? The, great, the JJ Gonson story. The JJ Gonson story. Uh, you're old. I'm old. Tomorrow's my birthday. Is no, it? No, wait. What's today? The 23rd? Yeah. Friday's my birthday. Friday's your birthday? Happy yeah. birthday Thank you. on I'm Friday. Tar- How old I'm, will you be? I'll be 53. Ha! You're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... It's good. 50s are the new 20s, man. I hope so. Well, actually, it's funny. I think it has... It sort of all ties together in this funny way that I'm... Um, I am a enormously, enormously social creature. My enormously social creature-tude has led to me doing the things that I do in my life. Yeah. But I'll tell you that I'm sure that, you know, a million trillion people feel this way, but the pandemic really made me evaluate for the first time ever. So yeah. not reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> made me evaluate my social being and how important that piece is to my sanity. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed being alone. But I was never antisocial. I started a virtual venue. I was on the line with people all day yeah. and like talking to bands and talking to my bookers and, you know, working the whole time and 
we even did a lot of soundstage recording. So I was even with bands during the pandemic. I'm yeah. like the only person who saw rock and roll consistently through the pandemic. I was seeing so much music. Yeah. We were recording a couple of weeks. So. That's how soon after everything closed down did you start? We doing launched the-, the virtual venue on May 1st. On May 1st? Six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we launched it. I started, I literally said to my team, time to work on the YouTube, folks. Like, okay, we've been meaning to work on our YouTube. Guess yeah. what we're going to do yeah, now? That's and our opportunity. I was like, we're going online. And it was uh, it was really fast, and we created a ton of content. And now we're a little – it's funny. It's almost like we're in the same place again. And I keep thinking, I'm, boy, am I nonlinear today. But that's right. you know how um, when the pandemic started, right, it was yeah. like we kind of heard rumblings. We kind of learned heard rumblings. And then fucking closed. Boom. Yeah. And then it started to go downhill or uphill, as depending on what you're looking at. But so then the the vaccine, we like started to hear rumblings, started to hear rumblings. The vaccine rolled out. The numbers started to go down and boom, we were open again. And I don't know why anybody's surprised by that, because they always said it's going to be like whatever it took to get there is how it's going to come out. So. Of course we're open as suddenly as we were closed. Like, that makes sense to me. Well, especially around here, people were very conscientious about yeah. wearing masks everywhere. I mean, Getting, and know, around here, it's 70% all, you know. vaccination. And yeah, so that'll do it. So we're open. And it's, uh, but it means for the virtual environment, like, mm. we have a show tonight at 8 o'clock, and it's a really good show. It's yeah. a band called Sapling, a local yep, band. I saw that. It's, you know, we should, whatever we're doing, we should just put it on at 8 o'clock and watch some of the sapling. They're amazing. Okay. Especially because I think they do Everything Was Better. Do you know that song? Everything Was Better? I don't know. If I heard it, maybe. That's their song? It's their song? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. We might have to stop and watch a little sapling. (laughs) And I also want to see the other band. So I've been super soaking in music this whole time. So here's what we're going to do. As we open physically... The virtual space is going to move to Wednesdays. Okay. And we're going to have a Wednesday night local music series because we've trained people to watch online. Like, yeah. why throw the baby out with the bathwater? Yeah, why yeah. Why have one when you can have both? Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. You can pay, yeah. you're going to pay an audience and then even also have people paying to watch on if, if that's, your, if that's or, what you want to do. Or, or just put up a free. They make certainly. donations yeah, yeah. to bands. Like, we always put up the band's Venmo links and, like, it gets... I'm I'm a really like do not love that whole do it for exposure thing. I think that's just you know, there's a point where it's like I'm not I'm not for it at all. I you every, know, you get every artist every paid. artist should get paid. So um I'm I'm have been paying our artists, we've paid thousands of dollars. Thousands, not hundreds of thousands, which is what it should be. Yeah, but, but thousands. Well you, well you can. And um and it's it's good. Like we did um you know that that oral Arcadia thing we did. We did this this soft show over at the Armory a couple of weeks ago. It was oh like yeah, our first I did hear thing about that. that we tried. Yeah, and it was like seven really beautiful, beautiful, quiet acts. Yeah, and they each got paid at, through ticket sales. They each got paid like a hundred dollars. Right. So it's not money money but i think of a hundred dollars as being like it's like giving somebody a tip you know it's like saying thank you with money exactly and it's not it's not paying people as much as i'd like but on this summer series we're going to pay people a lot of money well you have 
Do you have... Um, and it's all local. And you have a lot of someone um, helping a little bit? Is that... A huge and incredible support structure. Right. So once the venue, yeah. once production, whatever you want to call it, once Somerville is a booking manager. Right. So there's me. Yes. Whatever it is I do. <laughs> it's unclear. Yeah. Then there's a booking manager. Yeah. There's a general manager. So the general manager is like collects the W-9s, makes sure the bank accounts are dealt with and orders all the shit for the bar and does all the staffing and like that kind of stuff. Manages the actual building of it, the building? Manages the day-to-day operations that make a business run specifically around the venue. But then I also have like a production operations manager who's like my second. So if I'm not listening, it's like one of us is on every call, right? Because there's so many details. And... She's the one who I'll be like, uh, let's make sure that Alex is sending that Globe article to all the bands that we're booking because it explains what we're doing really yeah, well. The, the recent one. <sighs> Terrific article. Yeah, excellent oh, article. AZ Madonna. Yeah. Can I just say salute yeah. to AZ Madonna for yeah. really getting it. That's great. Yeah, it was great. So I was like, let's make sure that's happening. So she would take that note and like be like, hey, Alex, are you, you know, I'm like, are you in Slack right now? Can you ask Alex if? And so she's she's like operations and production. And she also literally is production. She does all of the audio video wrangling, and she's half of Treebeard Media, which is our video. Okay, so it's an out. It's it's a partner that does all the video that you brought in. Yeah, I'll explain it in one second. Okay, it's sure. a little complicated. Yeah, right. But but anyway, she's an employee. Yeah, she's okay. a she's an employee of the organization but also is half of Treebeard Media. Yeah. And I'll explain what they do in a second. Because right. I have a lot of support. And then we have three really incredible interns who okay. handle a lot of like marketing. And we always have a couple of interns. We do, we use that Northeastern co-op program. I went to Northeastern as an undergrad and I'm there now for my uh, master's. And, that co-op uh, it's program? It's a great, great program. It's bomb. You've gotten some good some good people. <laughs> over that's, and over again. That's great. Over and over again. I Every time I'm like, we have to hire them. One of the interns today said something where I was like, you guys are getting a really amazing experience. She was like, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. opening a venue. Like they're getting licensing and sound and production and it's awesome. Marketing. Well, I, mean, every, I mean, everybody's had to take a crash course in this. Yeah. That's great. So so then Treebeard. Sure. Tell me about Do you want to hear about that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Treebeard are a video production company and Dead Moon Audio are a recording production company. Okay. The two companies have been working with us through the pandemic. So everything we do is produced for once by Treebeard and Dead Moon. Okay. So what's happened is that Aaron of Media has become the full-on production manager and operations person. We're going to find somebody else to do that, though, for, for once. Okay. And Dead Moon Audio have become the production managers. They're amazing. They've been an amazing partner for mm-hmm. a year and a half now almost. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to be working with them. And they're so somebody from DMA from Dead Moon Audio will be around all the time through this series of 25 shows. How many, uh, how many cameras are you using? Do you use for this? We usually use four or five. That's a lot. Yeah. We did one you know, for, um, you know, the band Neighbor. I don't. We know Pick Talking Fish. Mm mm. Do you know? I'll do it one, one I'm last time. I'm feeling really out of R- it right Richard now. Richard James, who's no. A, okay. So why he's don't a, I know this? Well, you know what Lyle scene Brewer. Are you talking about? No, nope. 
What oh, is gosh. this scene? What scene I'm are I'm making we this in? all up. None of these people. No, have tell me what scene you're uh, in. Well, so uh, neighbor was um, the Tuesday night band or Monday night band for Thunder Road. Mm. And okay. then Thunder Road is gone now. Yeah. But yeah, they've got like this rabid fan base. Of course. Um, who they're like family. Yeah. No. And they're very cool. That's so cool. Um, but we did. Uh, but isn't, we did, wasn't Thunder Road kind of that kind of place? Yeah, I didn't know Thunder Road very well. Um, Me neither. I, I met the owner once, and I've been there a few times. But Thunder Road is working with, I mean, the guys who had Thunder Road is Dan working Millen. with, yes, is working, I believe it's him, is working with um, Sound Soundcheck yeah. Studios. I know he's work, I know he's doing something somewhere. It's Soundcheck sure. Studios. Um, and, right. yeah, and they built like a 500-person venue. In Pembroke? Uh, it's in this, this old, it's in this warehouse, it's in like this, this in Pembroke? Off, yeah. And this, uh, they used to have, uh, during... I'll bet the, the city is helping them. They are. I mean, they have to go in front of the city a lot to, you know, so answer people's questions. So and, do we. Yeah, I mean, so if you have a we. venue. But they had outdoor a lot of outdoor stuff that they were doing. Great. So yeah, I know he was up to something, but... But we filmed one um, there with... Okay. Uh, with like three, you know, it was, it was only they, they, at the time you only allowed a hundred people, so we weren't worried about the cameras. We had a bunch of static ones. We even had a. Um, How many did you have a drone? We had a drone. Yeah, our How camera cameras? Man brought a drone. How many what? How many cameras? So there was, I think he had six um, that were stationary. Sounds like a mixing that nightmare. He does all the time. That's yeah. what they, this band does. They always have. Six. They had two manned, and then they also brought the um, the drone. The drone, which was kind of cool. Wow, that's pretty cool. Crazy. But I'm, I ran out of money, so I haven't been able to finish the production on it yet. What do you need? Uh, not money. Not, but what do you need to do? It's just final editing. I just can't pay him yet, so I'm gonna. Have to, I'll yeah. figure it out when I. You know, that was one of the first things we did during COVID is we had, well, first we had together at home sessions, which were um, streaming room or, or stream yard. Who's we? Uh, above the basement. Okay. Um, I feel like I, yeah. Having having artists stream play in their homes. Stream yard? Um, I'm sorry? Stream, stream yard's like Zoom. Huh. But you can add um, text in the bottom and branding and things like that, and you can record it. You know what I love? absolutely love yeah. i should send you a link they're having a singles night tomorrow night singles night yeah <laughs> where um nowhere nowhere have you seen nowhere no if you go no i feel do you have google chrome do i have i do have google chrome can i show you something cool yeah sure okay we can do this after remind uh, me to show you chrome uh show you nowhere, nowhere. it's really cool it, what is it uh excuse me it's the letter u the letter r and then nowhere is the you URL. You are nowhere. You are nowhere. You are nowhere is the URL. Experience online events with real life friends. That, yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. So you, you're going to have to sign up to log in. Uh, okay. But I can show it to you. It's because I have an so account. What, so what is it? What do you it's, do? It's a virtual space that's audio dynamic. So as you move through it, you can talk to different people and they get, you know, as you move past them, they get louder and quieter. So you can have conversations aside with people or whoever you're standing closest to can hear you the most. That's crazy. It's amazing. I love it it's so much. It's like being much. in a venue almost. It's like being in a room. And what I want to do is I want to set out. up a comedy series because <laughs> the comedians could be the audience and they you're like this little bubble and you can move and jump up and down. So the audience could like jump up and down and laugh and clap. And it's not like Zoom because it's audio dynamic. So, so you like, have a little character character yeah. on the screen? Like a, like 
Like it's, what's a kids thing that they do? I need to show it to you. It's a camera, so it's your. It looks like your picture would look on Zoom, like it's yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like in this hexagon that, when it turns around, just has a round back. Like a sim, like like the Sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's amazing. Awesome. I love it. I love it, and I'm dying to get somebody else or a couple more people excited about it and help me to produce some stuff because it's so cool, and I have a whole vision. I love how you're doing comedy. Because, you know, it's funny, I was just in the seaport the other day, and there's a comedy store out there called something, I can't remember what it's called, but I'd never seen it before. Apparently it's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, you know, where's, where's the, where are the comedy stores in Boston? Where the, where'd those go? We don't go? have comedy and we don't have jazz. And there's so many comedians who got their we start no here. Jazz. And no jazz. No jazz. Like, four jazz clubs And then there's Wally's and, you know. Slade. Well, there's Scullers. Yep, the scholars. But they're not independent. I mean, there was never a lot of jazz clubs in Boston. It's not a. It's not known for its jazz. It's known for its awful guitar rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's the thing that I'm hoping comes out of all this COVID is that because there's such a starvation for music and libraries and people want to get out of their houses that there's and also that restaurants are now allowed to and hopefully keep. The outdoor seating. Do you know there's a horrible, horrible conflict with that that is so upsetting What's and the depressing. The alternative cause to get behind, yeah, the anti-outdoor seating cause is bike lanes. Bike lanes versus outdoor seating. Because the outdoor seating will take over the bike and lanes. And I love both of those things, and I don't want to see either of those things yeah. be less than. And I don't know how to make that decision. Like, is it better that we have outdoor seating or is it better that we have bike lanes? Because I want both. There's got to be a way to close streets entirely. No cars. Less cars. That's that's the answer, right? Which is a problem because there's no, uh, the public transportation is to be desired. Much too. Yeah. But um, they moved out under the sidewalks and probably kind of encroach on the bike lanes. They're in parking places. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know that Lizard Lounge had a parking area behind it. I had no right? idea. Right. Until they had food there. Until they turned it. Like, into, you know maybe how long it, it took me to get parking there or something? It maybe. says parking for. It's they have signs there for Cambridge said, Common. That's so yeah. weird. No, I never knew about it. I never knew about it. So I mean, so I don't there know. There you go. But I don't know. I mean, now they're gonna. Now they're just gonna probably keep on having food out there. Anyways, I hope there's a way to, if to, the city to solve will let those them, problems. We'll see what he says. But it's a new I, world. But there is actually this conflict, particularly in Cambridge, where there was already a plan to use those parking places to create, you know, the bike lane where you have like a, it's protected. Yes, yeah, so like where a you have buffer. the bike lane and then the parking. Yeah. So that was already planned for a whole bunch of like west, like the way they did it on Western Ave. Yeah was already planned for it and now it's like the bike contingent legitimately is like hold up yeah we had this in the plans and now all of a sudden there's restaurants in our bike lanes yeah, yeah. and person love the restaurants yeah. i love them there's got to be like a way living in to, paris i know I there's got to be a way to do it maybe it's it's more yeah fewer cars like th- what you have to do structurally is way more than building something in a parking I space my sister has a place called Woods Hill Tape, Woods Hill Pier Four. Mm-hmm. You know uh, Anthony's Pier Four. Mm-hmm. Sure. So right there, we used to be. So that's where she has her restaurant now. Oh wow! Where Anthony's was is now grass, 
and right behind it, right next to the ICA. She she had those cool igloo things. <laughs> yeah, and they those worked. Are, yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, and you know, you just pump a little heat in there. And the, they would probably get warm throughout the day, right? Because they're like little greenhouses. Yes, exactly. So I would grow things in them. <laughs> they actually, in her other restaurant, they, or even it's in that restaurant, they grow some of the food, they grow some of like the uh, herbs that they need for their dinner. Because why they, not? They put them out there. I have a lot of herbs in my garden right now. Do you? You said oh you were God. foodie. Yeah. Well, you, do well, you not you, know that part of my you, life? Well, I know you have the, ca- the I catering. I do. I have a catering company. Yeah. and um, But it's not a catering company anymore. What is it now? Well, I mean, legally, it's still a catering company, but we're only doing really small, like personal chefing and yeah. smaller things. Yeah. I've, I've been at it for 16 years, which is not as long as a lot of people, but I, I was know. part of the whole locavore in Massachusetts, and I helped to build a lot of the farmer's markets and huh. stuff like that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I can't believe how much energy I had. <laughs> it, I had so much energy in my 30s and 40s. And I did a lot of really good work in it, but I'm actually really happy to not be cooking now because it really is hard physically. Yeah. So now I do local music instead of local food. I mean, I still love local food. Yeah. But. I'm not chefing at all. Well, you can only stretch yourself so thin. Yeah, right? exactly. So, to finish up with with once at least. Yeah. Once Somerville, the yeah. building, is that's no more, or is that? That's right. Is it, what's going to happen to that building? No. Just care, you don't know. Well, I know what's going down the entire Central Street side of it. They're putting in a massive dispensary. Oh, really? Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. But, I'm kind of glad. That I'm not there for the construction that's yeah, about yeah. to start because yeah. they're going to tear that entire side of the building apart, huh. and that building the other is the rat infested. No, in our building. Oh, that the oh, entire okay. Central Street, the whole side of the building, the whole flank of the building, basically behind Dunkin' Donuts yeah, yeah. and behind our downstairs bar and bathrooms. The okay. other side of that building, it's a big building. Yeah is this long thin strip of stores there's a barber shop and a like a indian goods store yeah, yeah, and a computer repair place like all down the, the side of the building right he's tearing out all those businesses huh. the length of the thing and putting in a big long dispensary along wow. there and when you start to do construction in a building that's rat infested which it is. They got to find somewhere to go. They freak out. Yeah. And I've been through this before in that building, and I'm really not wanting to do it again. Yeah. And it was really awful. There was Ugh. rats everywhere. So I'm kind of glad, even though I'm, like, heartbroken. Yeah. I'm also kind of glad that I don't have to go through that construction I'll process. I'll never forget the first time I walked into once, and I thought I'd walked... Like a place where they had weddings and bar mitzvahs or something. That's what it was. I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably like, not a lot of bar mitzvahs. It was a lot very. Of, we got there very early before the lights even went down. Yeah. And I was like, what? What is this place? I'd never been there before. And then I've been there many times for the rock and roll rumble yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's a just a great little venue. I mean, and it's and it's not like any other venue that was around. That's I mean, right. If, that's the that's one of the great things about a lot, the Boston venues is that they're all there's not they're not cookie cutters. Nope. That's what I liked. And I also loved the bar upstairs. It was so too. cool. I did too. It was so cool. I promise you, 
I promise you I'm going to create another cool bar. You still have all the stuff from we that do. bar? We do. Okay, good. But we will create another cool bar. I know where it's going. It's going to be cool. I promise. That's great. I, you know, I, Think I like more things to Austin, be Texas and unique. less Portland, Oregon. More Austin, Texas, less, less Portland, Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Okay. More warehouse, less ballroom. Gotcha. It's going to be great. Excellent. I'm really excited. I'm excited. Are you thinking in in Somerville? Are you are you going to have to move out a little further or what? What do you think? No, we're going to stay in Somerville. Stay in Somerville. Yeah. But for for starters, we're outdoors. We're outdoors. For starters, you're outdoors. Yes. Yeah. And that's at the 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 Boynton. Yeah, we're at this. We're on a development called Boynton Yards, which is a massive development in right outside of Union Square, but it's in this sort of no man's land. Yeah. I mean, it's not a mo- no man's land if you work in one of the buildings, yeah. but. Um, a lot of pavement. Boynton Yards, right? Boynton Yards, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of pavement. It's across the train tracks from Target. Okay. And it's where Gentle Giant is now, although they're moving. I don't know Gentle Giant is. And they're a big moving company. Yeah, yeah, I know who they are. Yeah. yeah, and it's really not like, it's not a area that anybody is... I mean, maybe there's people sentimental about everything, but this is not like a sentimental strip of cement. Yeah. It's kind of a no man's land. Well, it was kind and of like Assembly Row was at one point, maybe? Yeah. 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 Like building something in the middle of, like Vegas in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but this isn't in the middle of nowhere. It's surrounded by East Cambridge right. and Union Square. But never, no one had a reason to go there. Though. Kendall. But there's no reason to go there. So it's going to be a whole development and it's going to be these big glass and metal boxes yeah but all around them is going to be very beautifully landscaped and it's all designed to be public and there's going to be a new dog park they're really making an effort to bring in local businesses and how did you connect with these people uh through union square main streets the main streets organization in union square and were they looking for something like this they were yeah so this was kind of serendipitous that you guys found each other yeah, totally. Huh. They're, they want, there's some stuff that I want to do. I'm, I'm so excited about the, the possibilities because they want to do a lot of programming all over this beautiful green space that they're developing. Mm-hmm. And not just music necessarily, but other kinds of performance or interactive experiences. And I'm really interested in doing things with light. With light? In what way? Like like like, like, like uh, lighting and as far as the way it's lit and doing art doing kind of like like demonstr- yes that's cool yeah so there's a lot of possibilities over there it's really cool it's that's really great cool. you know I, yeah. it's surprisingly wonderful like you would think it would be like assembly roll where it's like a lego store yeah, yeah, and yeah. a big corporate restaurant yes, and exactly. like but that's not at all what they're that's doing that's great i'm glad and they're actually the they are the reason there's a saturday union square farmers market they're entirely funding it that's fantastic and they're the primary underwriter of the fluff festival that's freaking great. So these things wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for Boynton Yards. You know, I'm, like, ta- I'm telling you, that's, they're it's, doing good stuff. It's gonna. I've, I, I keep repeating myself in all these episodes. I'm about to take this out, but I just feel like it's gonna be a renaissance after all this. Mm-hmm. And and like you look at um, just today, I was walking along the bike path here, and there's like a little uh, electronic. Do you need another drink, by the way? No, I'm good. Okay. There was just another. Um, Thank you. There was a little electronic box that manages like. You know, the lights and the walk signals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the city is asking artists 
to paint to them. paint them, and they're so, paying them, and they're, yeah, and they're paying yeah. them. So I saw a woman out there painting today. I'm like, this is freaking great. Yeah, this is yeah, what should be happening. Yeah, that's happening all over. It's um, I think that, I think that we don't even recognize a lot of the time how amazing the cities we live in are: Arlington, Cambridge, Somerville, even Boston. You know, big, big, big city with a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah. So much is being put into public art. Yeah. It's really yeah. becoming, like Boston is becoming a city full of public art. It's really, really cool. And I it's think, about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should be a cultural mecca, right? <laughs> it should be. It should be. It, it's ridiculous that it, it is. I mean, the, re the reason why yeah. we started this podcast is to bring more attention to the music that's in Boston. And Boston should be a music destination like Nashville, like L.A., be. like New York, like yep. New Orleans. Should, I mean, But it's really not. But for whatever reason, it isn't. Well, I can tell you so one thing. So now I think it's going to change, I hope. I can tell you one thing. What? And there are going to be new venues. Yes. But, so I've been working with Neva since, yes. like, I don't know, April of 2020. Like Neva is the... Neva is the National Independent Venue Association. Right. Yeah, so I asked at one point, asked my Neva pals what the ratio of major venues to indie venues was mm. in their cities. Mm. Nobody ha it has what Boston has going on. As far as indie? Nobody hundreds of independent venues to like two or three majors hmm. boston is entirely dominated by major venues and that's not true in other places and it's really hard on the market here because the indies can't get the shows that can get people in and the majors won't put local bands on their bills hmm. so or, it's really it's I mean, really from fucked what, up and from you know when i've talked to people uh, the, the fellas at still gold or um you know, any hip-hop artists, it's, we just it's booked, about getting hip-hop and rap We just booked Still Gold to headline um, the uh, summer Artbeat. Artbeat. Yeah, we just booked Still the, Gold to headline Artbeat. Fantastic. Once, once booked the stage for Artbeat. It's the 10th. And, but that's been, you know, that's always an issue to be able to have hip-hop, rap acts, have that give them a, a, a venue to play in. So, I'm, I mean, I don't know if that's been a... In Boston, a large yeah, venue big problem. Or a uh, or a small or an independent venue problem, or if it's both. The first yeah. day hip hop act at once. Yeah. I got a call from the police department. Yeah. In Somerville. Yeah. Saying we've heard that there's gang activity related to the show you have coming in tonight, and we would strongly suggest that you cancel. That's amazing. Yep. I mean, now you I can think see why Somerville so has grown from yeah. that. Yeah. But this is like the problem, and that happened more than once. I mean, that would, I mean, you know, have the cops calling you to tell you that? Isn't that crazy? Um, I, it was very early on in my time there, and I was like kind of overwhelmed by like. When they, did you start at once? 2014. 2014. And that was the first venue that you've managed or even been involved with that way? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Yes. You've been involved in other venues in one no. shape or form. Have I ever worked for... No. Okay. No. And I didn't mean to open a venue. What do you mean you didn't mean to open a venue? I rented the space impulsively because I... Um, a kitchen to cater out of. Yeah. And I wanted to do beautiful events in the ballroom, which I completely like cleaned and had polished and right. fixed all the plumbing and so redid the kitchen. It's an in house caterer. That's for what I events. wanted to do for yeah. beautiful events. Yeah. And um, 
so many reasons why I couldn't do that in that space, yeah. including, but not limited to, huge amounts of noise coming from our neighbors because there's churches in the building who are very, very loud. Huh. No parking, practically. Yeah, this parking is always Horrible, always horrible parking. If you're having a wedding and you've got yeah. people coming from all over, you want parking. Yeah. And then just like people aren't getting, the people who are spending the kind of money I needed in there, yeah. they're not getting married in Somerville. Yeah. They're getting married on farms in Weston. Right. But what we discovered was when people booked the space and did music, our bar did well. So that ended up being the path we went down. Yeah. And it became a club. By accident. By accident. Who was, remember the first gig you had there? I have an awful memory. The first gig I remember is Walter Sickert in the Army really? of Toys. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. I think before you got, a we cut, were, you got another one coming up with them. The 31st yeah, yeah. of July, two yeah. shows. Yeah, that's great. A day show, all ages day show. Well, they're all all ages, but a, a day show that's geared towards kids. We have a, I think we have a clown, which is kind of creepy. And <laughs> we're doing uh, drag storytelling, oh, very which good. I'm very excited about. Very good. And then Walter Sickert, that's the day show. And then the night show is amazing. It's like Julie Rhodes. Julie just moved to Providence, Rhode Island. Did you know that? I didn't know that. There's some good music there. One of my very, well, a couple of my favorite bands, but one of my very, very favorite bands yeah. is a band in Providence called Huntress and the Holder of Hands. Huh, no, I've never heard, I haven't heard of them. Oh, I know Dan Blakesley's out there. Uh huh. And who else is out there? Uh, Lone Bellow is there. Do you know the Lone Bellow? Lone Bellow, no. Very good band. And also, another band I really like a lot is called, well, person is called Death Vessel. Death Vessel. Like really quiet, dreamy. Oh, Death Vessel. Death. Oh, Death, Death Vessel. Death Vessel. Interesting. Have you ever Caspian? Yes. Are, Are they, they Providence? No, they're not. But oh. I was just curious that you mentioned the way the, the music is, and I was wondering if it's kind of the same orchestral, uh, no. you know. No, it's more like... Uh, Corkestral is probably not a good way to, to describe it, but... It's more like uh, singer songwritery. Oh, okay. But he's got this really wild high voice. Oh, interesting. Wonderful. Cool. It's I'm excited of... to start finding new bands again. I know. Um, I love bands. Before we get to more fun stuff, can you talk briefly about the Shuttered Venue Operations Grant Program? I can. And because I know that you just SVOG. had a meeting... SVOG. You just had a meeting today about it. Was that... Yeah, yeah. The so save that's, save, that's save our stages. Save MA stages is the is the local group, yeah. the local chapter. Okay. The Shuttered Venue Operators Grant is sixteen billion dollars that is available to independent venues and promoters, museums, zoos, theaters, and basically anybody that's making Art performance, performance okay. music happen, and. It's a lot of money that uh, venues are, are eligible for like 45% of their revenue from 2019, which is incredible. And we got it. We got the grant, which is very exciting. It is. I've yes. heard that. I thought I read something. Maybe it was in the article even that you were just in that while you may have gotten grants gotten paid yet or is the, the money we haven't gotten paid yet the money hasn't got only one percent or something like that has been has been gotten something out like or that. something like that well it's but it's moving now it's moving now it's yeah. moving now i, mean, I think it's a 10 so I can't now imagine how hard it is to well but no but that. but no am I no give, am I giving them excuses no 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 <laughs> excuses because it took them from 
the beginning of the year to April to figure out how to even open up this grant. And it was endless FAQs and endless info sessions and videos. They opened it, actually, no, it was November to April. They opened it on April 8th mm -hmm. and immediately crashed. It got like 40,000 applications. It immediately went down, but well, then they discovered. Me. Everything the government always puts up tends But to it crash. didn't crash because of the number of people, it turned out. It went down because it was broken. It, it didn't work. Yeah, was, it the wasn't. links didn't go to the right places. Yeah. Yeah. So even though they've been doing it for six months, it didn't work. So they took it down two hours after it went up, and then it stayed down. And it stayed down, and it stayed down, and it didn't go back up. And then they launched the Strat Relief Fund, mm. and the SVOG didn't go back up and didn't go back up. And restaurants were getting money. Yeah. And it was easy. Their application was easy. Our application was very hard. Mm. And their application was easy because it was all tied into their POS system. Because the SBA did a deal with like Toast and Square and all these, right, 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 and right. all they had to do was just push a button. And their information went straight to the SBA. They got funded the next day. It was super easy. They were already all in, the, in the pipeline there. Yep. Yeah. We had to put together supporting documents. It was something yeah. like 40. Yeah. And they were things like PDFs of marketing materials and links to Facebook ads so that they could see we were really having shows and payout uh, 1099s to bands to prove that we paid bands and our ticketing reports and like endless 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 was it taxes. an infrastructure prob problem for the venues or was it an infrastructure problem for the the sba SBA. so they put it back up on april 28th so it went back up three weeks later and then we waited and we waited and nobody got funded and nobody heard anything no there wasn't even any crickets crickets until maybe two weeks ago okay when a couple of people got awarded but really it rolled out so slowly and at that point the hue and cry was such that the sba apparently went back and looked at it and was like okay the way that they had been processing these applications was to look at them as if they were fraudulent and then prove that they weren't yeah and so they were going through everybody with a fine tooth comb to make sure you were legit but it still doesn't make any sense because the first time there was like 40,000 people who applied, but then the RRF opened up and a lot of those places were also restaurants. So they applied for the RRF yeah. instead. The RRF being? The Restaurant Relief Fund. Okay. So the second time the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant, the SVOG, opened up, only 14,000 people applied for it. So the first time it was 40,000 yeah. and the second time it was 14. Yeah. So... 14,000 people, and they said that they had hired 500 dedicated people to process these. Yeah. That's not very many per person. That's only like, what, eight? No. No. <laughs> no. Like, that shouldn't... I'm doing my math wrong, but still, no. I don't know. I can't do it. Well, I mean, 28. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Enough to justify I was told months. there would be no math. I was told. <laughs> I've done so much math in my life. Reluctant math. But do you think, do you think the good that could have come out of the catastrophe of that is that venues are now talking to each other more or that there's yes. more of a yes more of i an infrastructure do for the venues now absolutely between, between yourself there totally is yeah. there totally is it's really cool yeah yeah we're talking to each other and it's really cool yeah that's great i dig it yeah and, and um i mean it was when i i joined that one time on the on the zoom with all with you and all the other different 
venue owners, and I wasn't even sure what I was joining. I was like, I was like, okay, are these like the people who have been on the board? But no, they're all independent yeah. venue owners. Yeah. My God, is that guy and that woman? I oh, these are all the people who are you know, these are all stakeholders yeah. in this. So yeah, um, yeah, and that's we all fantastic. we all really did support each other through this application process, which was very hard. Done. Well, not just a waiting and game now, to get those checks now, right? Basically, now it's a waiting game. Yeah, yeah. waiting game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's a waiting well, hopefully game. it happens before the. It should. Ramping up. I just heard the Cantab Lounge is going to um, re- be. It, it was purchased. Be back. I've heard it was purchased. Gonna, new he, owner. The new owner wants to do the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. hopefully fix the bathrooms. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Better it's, bathrooms. That should be our. Uh, that should be our motto as well. Same great same music. Better bathrooms. Better bathrooms. Oh God, there should be a T-shirt for that. Yes. I like it. Nice job. Thanks. I want to do a t-shirt that says, once, so nice we did it twice. <laughs> Very good. I like that, too. God, there's a whole bunch of merchandising opportunities here. There really is a whole bunch. Of, we, do, <laughs> we do some of it. We have, um, we have a bag that says, all for once and once for all, once for all and all for once, something like that. And we have, um, uh, we're having a big debate about what the next thing is going to be. It's a silly name. It's, an, it's a very... It's an acronym. For what? One night creative event. One night, and that's why it's all capital. That's right. Very good. And that was your name. You that was your that was that was my it, yeah. When I was doing culinary stuff, yeah. when I was doing like big cooking, ten crazy cooking. Yes, that was it. Pop up once. They were called once, so they would have a name like, like once cheese or once beer, or huh. once in hell. That was the best one. Once in hell. Once in Hell, Dante's Inferno in 10 Courses. Oh, I like that. It was good. It was scary. You also have, uh, I know you have a Patreon account. Yes, we do. You have some nice donors there. When we first, when everything first shut. Yeah. Is that when you started the Patreon account? We, we started a GoFundMe. Yes. Like I immediately, because I knew we were, I thought we were going to be closed for a couple of weeks and There's I was worried about the bartenders. There's a you guys, right? And yeah, so I got that up really, really, really quickly. We raised something like $35,000. Right. Yeah, and that's fantastic. That kept us it kept people i was able to give cash to staff right and at least a pay it kept a couple people on payroll and i actually made a point of keeping people on who couldn't get unemployment yeah good for you you know it's been a it's been a gut check for for mental health for people Uh yeah not just for people but for communities and so everyone being there for each other for stuff like this, mm-hmm. which some people may not think is important, but I think it's vitally important. I think it's really important. I mean, yeah. it's really important. Yeah. And thank God that happened because yeah. now this summer we're going to have music. It's freaking great. We're going to have a lot of music. Yeah. It's going to be an I amazing summer. All this stuff that's being announced, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm actually trying I'm to. I'm worried. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I have so to much sell going all on. these shows. Yeah. You don't even like. What yeah, if I used to pay attention, comes? and now I got to figure out like what's coming on. I'm like, there was a show last night. I'm like, well, how and do we I get chose back to do the- all weekends, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're up against something. Of course, we're yeah. going to be up against like multiple things. We didn't look at anybody else's schedules. Uh-huh. All this stuff about coordinating with venues, we totally didn't talk to each other. Well, you know, the other thing I'm wondering is, you know, it's going to be harder for artists mm-hmm. to get gigs because yes. everyone's trying to get a gig right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's yeah. kind of a disaster that way. There's no question, but also they haven't been 
practicing so in some ways nobody wants to play until yeah, like october yeah. so it's going to be really hard to get a gig yeah. after september yeah it's going to be really really hard well i'm hoping it opens up more i hope so too um, outside yeah in the greater boston yeah as well as um you know people can have music in their house I and mean, there's a lot of ways yeah. for people to yeah i think there's lives, I've, so. I've said this forever there's millions of people in the greater boston area and there's space for more venues definitely you know it's not a bad thing to be a place that's alive with music let's talk can we talk about photography <laughs> sure so i didn't know i took some pictures the other day yep you t are you still are you still shooting i try to force myself are to you shoot. are you film I try to force myself to shoot film. My daughter, both my daughters took film classes in the high school, which I think is great. They're Here? teaching them in Concord, Massachusetts. In Concord. Um, they have film class. So they have 35 mm -hmm. millimeter cameras. They're going out. They're developing. It's freaking great. Yeah. My kids both took it in, in Cambridge as well. It's like they vinyl. They both got it's to shoot all, film. My daughter still like shoots vinyl. a lot of film. It's great. And yeah. um, so I was like, oh, well, I, you, know, I, you know, I knew she was, she was a rock photographer. I wonder what she's done. I'm a huge Elliot Smith fan. Oh, really? Yeah. So you took the took the cover of his self-titled. That was and in, Roman Candle. And Roman Candle. I didn't know until very recently. Yeah. So first of all, I forgot that I had taken that picture <laughs> until a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Even when you saw it, you didn't didn't ring a bell or no? Just I just never... sort of spaced it. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was like it wasn't. It was like it didn't occur to me. Were you asked to use it? Kill Rockstars got in touch with me and said we're going to be doing this the release of the or with this big box set for the 25th anniversary of the second record and you shot the cover do you have any other photos and you're like I shot from, the cover from that time and I was like oh yeah I shot the cover but um <laughs> I didn't know until the re-release came out until the box set came out and the photo is in the book there's a book with this record that okay. they made right. and um I didn't know until people saw it as a photograph and started to respond to it, I didn't know that nobody knew it was a photograph. I realized that what I hadn't thought about was the story that that album cover told, which was so different from my perception of the photograph. So yeah. I see that picture. And in fact, in the photo, the original photo, you can see the wires that the sculptures are hanging yeah, from. Hanging from yeah. so, Across the buildings there. Yeah, yeah, so I see that picture as people floating, not, not falling. falling. And I hadn't really registered that until people started saying, wow, I never saw that. I never knew it was a photograph. Like, I never thought about the original. So that was kind of a weird revelation around it. it that book has 24 portraits in it. Yeah. So I went and dug into the archives. Yeah, you got some of Elliot in there. Started you to pull up pictures. Uh, it's all Elliot. Oh, it's all Elliot. That book, oh, okay. it's all Elliot, yeah. 25 pictures. He, he, I was, he was such an inspiration for me for as a guitarist. I bet, um, yeah. And he Great guitar player. Unbelievable songwriter. Yeah, the and, best. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I that agree. was very exciting. I was like, oh my, I mean, I have such a connection for myself to, uh -huh. to Elliot Smith. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that you took not only, not only of his, of his uh, self-titled, but of Roman Candles. Too. Yeah, yeah fantastic took that on tour i was his manager so well, I was, he was manager for heat miser yeah so i was heat miser's manager okay yeah wow. so i took 
so I took a lot of pictures of all of them. Yeah. And actually, I have this sort of dream of publishing all of the pictures because there's amazing pictures of Heat Miser <sighs> from all over the country. Oh, my God, you should do it. So fun. It'd be it. so fun. Are you taking still pictures right now? Yeah, I, I actually am having one of my cameras is jamming, so I need to kind of rethink what I'm shooting with. But You only shoot film or you shoot everything? I made a decision a couple of years ago. I had saved up some money to buy a digital camera, yeah. and I went to New York to a friend of mine's studio, a photographer, a very good one, and I said, I want to try, like, all... Because he has a huge collection, and he's not... He's, like, more dedicated to Canon or Nikon. I can't remember which one, but he still has, like, a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And um, so he put all these different cameras in my hands, and I was like, meh, meh, meh. And then he put this camera in my hand. I was like, ooh, I like this. And he's like, yeah, that's a film camera. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like, yeah, you just need to keep shooting film. So what I did instead of buying a digital camera was I went to Apple, and I bought this. I bought the iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah. So I shoot vigilantly with my phone okay and i feel good about that i feel like it's high enough res that it's worth it and i love it and i know how to use it like i know you it's always a have tool. it on you i always have it on me and so i shoot a lot with my phone the other day i went home and my husband was working with a musician and he was like hey do you have any film in your camera you know and i was like yeah sure i'll i'll shoot you know, so I might shoot something just because I see a moment for it. I like to document musicians. Yeah, that's your thing. Just documenting yeah, musicians. That's my thing. That's it's thing. my thing. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I love, fine. right now I'm working at the David Bieber archives. Oh. And um, I have to tell you, yes. I am so bad. He has invited me there for years. You got to check it out. I'm going to take a picture of you while you're sitting there. Uh, you got to check it out. It's amazing. They've, re they've made a lot of progress lately. I need to go see yesterday. it. Um, Is Chuck still there? I was working with Chuck White yesterday. Yeah. I love him. Um, he's been my friend for a very long time. He's, he's a great guy. We go back to Green Street. Really? Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Um, like the 80s. they've got all the records are out of the boxes, and so they're all out there. They've built all these shelves up. I'm, look, I'm going through all their posters, their concert posters, but then we're also, he's got... Did you see the painting that they took back from once? I got it. We might want it in the end, but what's it's, that? It's there's an enormous painting of what me. I, that was at once. Yeah, it's crazy. Where was it? It was at the top of the green room stairs. I I have to remember. Huge. It's like wall size. Yeah, it's enormous and it's a portrait and it's crazy. It's Where, monstrous. Where's it from? Somebody painted it. You put you did you pose for it? No, they did it from a photograph that they pulled off the internet. And so this so it just showed up on your on your doorstep. It was a one day? it was a gift. It was like a birthday wow. present. Do you like it? I do, except that it's of me, which is a little unnerving. But it's <laughs> huge. Is it like life size kind of thing? Oh no, it's way bigger. Oh really? I don't remember seeing it, but it's maybe just it was just so face. big. I, it's I just, massive. No, it's just you, your face. Only if you went up to the green room. I mean, I was in the green room. For the rumble. For the rumble, but yeah. I still, I don't know. It was, I don't remember. It was crazy. It was huge. So that's at the archive. And there's other stuff at the archives, too. The, it's That great. I've given to and him. And they're starting, and they're only now really just, I mean, it's only the tip of the iceberg of what they're going to start sharing with people. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so it's very exciting. I don't know why I yeah. brought that up. Why did I bring that up? Oh, my love of just, of, of good rock photography. And, and 
I love seeing those photographers up there taking pictures, always just taking tons of pictures. And there's so many pictures that no one even gets so, to see. So, so far, so many viewers, so far less. Photographers out there taking pictures? Uh, fewer photos taken with film. Taken with when, film, When yeah. you shoot film, you shoot far fewer photos right. than when you shoot digital. And I actually take umbrage a little bit with that like way of shooting because of course you're going to get the shot yeah and i feel like it's much more challenging to shoot film you don't know what you're getting you got to get your exposure right i love the idea of of working with your hands and putting that you know using the developer and oh yeah i miss that up and that's like it's part of the process right no i don't do that anymore I haven't that done that in a long time. Well, you, but that's what you used to do, and I think you'd do it if you, if you I could. could do it, I could do it in my sleep because I'm a trained photo teacher. That's what I got my degree in. As you, oh, really? Oh, wow. Black and white photography teacher. Not a thing that still exists. No, maybe. The my, co- I would love that. The only time I ever taught photography was when I lived on the vineyard for a few years when my kids were really little, and I taught at the charter school. Hmm. I was an artist in residence at the charter school teaching black and white photography. I loved it, but I could only teach like three kids at a time because the dark room was really little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so what's next for you? You got a, you got a loaded summer. Can they just go to OneSummerville Everything and is find? at com. Okay. The virtual stuff and the physical, it's all at OneSummerville.com. What's the next big step? After it, the summer series? Is it the is it, oh, is it finding the venue? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Securing a virtu- uh, physical space, what do you making think, it work. What do you think the timeline is for that for you? Uh, in in perfect world, we will be open indoors by spring of twenty two. Spring of twenty two. Yeah, it's a year, not even a year. Not even a year. Yeah, I mean, like by the time that you're no longer getting stuck in the snow, <laughs> it'd be cool if we could open March too, because then we could open like two years after. Two years after you close everything out. closed. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That'd Let's aim great. for that. Yeah. March 13th, 2022. Much better than March 13th, 2020. Was. The day the music died. Yeah. It's well, it's all up. coming back. And I appreciate all you're doing for it. Um, you're working hard. And I hope you're getting appreciation, people. because Because you're important. So. I think uh, I think that if there's... I think I sort of started with this. But if there's something that came out of this experience of like everything crashing and burning... I figured out that I really want to do this. Like, this is really what I want to do. <laughs> That's hugely important. Yeah. Like, and especially in a, in a time where there's so much despair. Yeah. And rather than you being like, I'm just going to give up, you're like, this is what I want. This is really important. That's, yeah. great. That's great. It's good to know. Good it's, a, it's good to feel like something's worth doing. Yeah. I think it's worth doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would like to thank JJ for the conversation and for all she does with Boston Music. You can see who's playing at once at oncesummerville.com, where they have a full schedule of live music. You can also go to saveourstages.com to see how you can help all our struggling independent music venues to make sure we have a place to go to hear the music that keeps us going. Since it could take many weeks, even months, for the funding to flow, the National Independent Venue Association Emergency Relief Fund Giving Back Fund as its 501c3 fiscal sponsor continues to raise money to assist the venues at greatest risk of permanently going under as they wait for the grants to be issued. You can donate at saveourstages.com. Go to abovethebasement.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. 
tell your friends, and remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique. <laughs>